you know, you don't need to do all those things. I think we want so badly to be such a great mom and we get sucked into that of we mm -hmm. have to do all of this to be that. And it actually works against us. You know, instead of being this great, amazing mom, you're exhausted and you're probably irritable because you're so exhausted and so, you know, feeling like you're so behind because you still have all this stuff to do. And so it can really actually work against you more than anything else. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. This week on the podcast, I am talking to Jacqueline Zubiena. So Jacqueline is a trained life coach and a certified health and wellness coach. And she helps moms ditch the unrealistic expectations of motherhood so they can have less stress and more joy. So I don't know about you, but I think all of those things are something I definitely need more of in my life. So in this episode, we talk all about ditching those unrealistic expectations and what you can do instead and how to talk to ourselves more positively and just be compassionate with ourselves and give ourselves some grace and space to, you know, kind of ditch those unrealistic expectations of perfectionism and asking for help. So I really love this conversation with Jacqueline and I can't wait for you guys to hear this. And so let's go ahead and dive in. Hi, Jacqueline. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Kelly. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, of course. So I'm excited to get started. And could you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself, your family, and anything else you want to mention about your background? Sure. And I'm like, where to start? There's so much, right? <laughs> So I am a mom to a three and a half year old now, happily married. And I always say happily because I've been in the other spot before. And so now mm. very, very happily <laughs> married. And I am Italian. So I am just big on family. Family has just always been really important to me. And so I um, graduated college with my degree in psychology and sociology, knowing that I wanted to help people, but not quite knowing exactly how I wanted to do that or where I wanted to go. And when I came across coaching, I just knew that was it. And so I did my coach training for life coaching. I also went on to get certified as a health and wellness coach too. And I coached for a while before becoming a mom, and I really struggled to find exactly what I wanted to focus on. So I coached a lot of women on a lot of different things. 
And then once I became a mom and I was in it <laughs> and I saw the struggles and the things that we don't realize before we become a mom, like, you know, you're going to be busier, obviously, and have a lot more to do. But I feel like you don't actually understand what that means until you're in it. And so thankfully with my coaching skills and my background, I was able to pull myself out from this overwhelm and exhaustion and get to a place, a much, much better place. And so I know a lot of moms don't have those skills and that's why I'm so passionate about helping them get themselves to a better place where they're just feeling good and really thriving. Yeah. I love that so much. I love that. And especially how you said after you become a mom, everything changes pretty much like we don't get prepared for that because I don't think people actually tell us, you know, the <laughs> truth about what's going to happen because maybe they don't want to scare us. But right. for sure, everything you just said, I love that. So tell me, how did 2020 go for you? And what were some of your takeaways, especially as related to motherhood, working, trying to balance everything? you know, any stories or anything that came out of your coaching, just any kind of tips or stories you can share? Sure. So 2020 was interesting for me because I have worked from home as a coach for a while now. And so it actually took months before it sunk in that things are really different. Our little guy hadn't started preschool yet. And so I was always home during the day working and I had luckily my mom comes over and helps me with him. And so while I was like, it's kind of same old thing here. I kind of forget that this is going on. But of course, as time went on, <laughs> you know, bigger precautions, there was a time we weren't having anyone come over. And so that was a whole new struggle with the little one here. And, you know, one of the biggest things I learned is I've always been big on that self-compassion and that self-love piece, because that truly is the foundation for everything else. Mm -hmm. But even more so during a global pandemic, right? When our kids are home, we don't have as much help as we used to have. We can't just, you know, take them here or there to play and get all that energy out. And so I feel like they're feeling it no matter what age they are. And we're feeling what they're feeling and really no break. You know, I used to go out and go to yoga a few mm -hmm. days a week and I'm doing that home now with him, you know, climbing on yeah. my back or whatever's <laughs> happening in the mix. And so I think that really taking that time and being able to say to, you know, a loved one, if you can, like, okay, I'm going to go in this room for like even 10, 15 minutes and just read or journal or something like that is really important because even like running errands and stuff, you know, we don't do that like we used to. And so it's stuck in the house so much more. So I think that that's a real big thing is that making sure that we are getting those breaks and kind of time for ourselves more than ever before, because it's hard to do that anyway as a mom. And it's even harder to do it in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. When everything hit back last March, it was just like we were all thrown into this situation we never had really been in before because most of us had childcare before while we were doing our jobs. So it was like, okay, so now I have to refigure out this whole like situation and the kids here and I have to get the work done. 
people tell me I'm also supposed to do this self-care thing. So how am I supposed to do all this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And possibly homeschooling and oh, all that stuff. And it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it definitely is. Yes. So on your website, you kind of write this message to moms. If you're tired of being overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, no matter how much you do, you're always behind and it's never enough. Like they've come to the right place if they're coming to you as a coach. So collectively, I think we've all felt this at some point. And like we were talking about in 2020, it was especially elevated, especially the overwhelm and the exhaustion just from having to do everything you know, having our kids there 24 seven, it's just exhausting. Mm -hmm. So can you just tell us a little bit more about how you help moms get past the exhaustion and actually get to a better place? Yeah, absolutely. So typically that exhaustion really comes from those unrealistic expectations that we're putting on ourselves, whether they're things that we've come up with on our own or whether there are things that we see or hear from others. You know, on social media, you may see someone saying like, I'm nailing this homeschooling thing. We do that, 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 And then you're thinking, well, I'm not doing enough. I need to step up my game on this. And so, you know, a really big piece of it is being able to identify the things that you really need to be doing, the things that you really want to be doing. And then also things that are just those shoulds that, you don't even want to do, but you feel like you should be doing them. And those are the things that really, you know, weigh us down and, and take so much of our energy that, that don't need to be there. And so identifying those so that you can begin to cut those things out and have, you know, tend to focus on the things that really do matter the most to you and your family. And also have some of that extra time built in to relax and to replenish yourself. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I love how you talk about the shoulds. So getting rid of some of the things maybe you think you should be doing, but is it really something that you've come up with with it, like in your personal goals in your personal life? Or is that something that maybe, I don't know, your family tells you you should do or society tells you should do. So just kind of thinking about that. And I think that's great advice, just kind of thinking well, you know, I should do that, but maybe I can put that aside so I can have that 10 or 15 minutes to take care of my own self during this stressful time. Yeah, maybe you don't want to do it. You know, maybe your neighbor loves baking and bakes everybody's birthday cakes homemade. Mm -hmm. And that's just not you. Yeah, and you don't <laughs> want to do that. But here you are trying to do this because she's doing it and I should do this for my family. And, you know, you have other gifts and hobbies that you can bring to your family that you'll really enjoy. So you don't need to be putting, you know, other people's things on. You need to find what's right for you and for your family. For sure. Kind of like getting rid of that idea that we all have to be like that Pinterest perfect mom, which is just entirely impossible to do everything that is displayed on Pinterest because it's just you know, like you said, we're not all crafters, we're not all bakers, we have our specific things that we're good at or that we enjoy. So I love that. Yeah, you can't do everything. And that's okay. <laughs> we're all human. We all have the same amount of time in a day. You know, we all have different situations. And so that all affects what we personally are capable of. And 
you know, you don't need to do all those things. I think we want so badly to be such a great mom and we get sucked into that of we have to do all of this to be that. And it actually works against us. You know, instead of being this great, amazing mom, you're exhausted and you're probably irritable because you're so exhausted and so, you know, feeling like you're so behind because you still have all this stuff to do. And so it can really actually work against you more than anything else. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So in your business, you talk about the three, you focus on three different areas of coaching for moms. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So, you know, when you're on your own and you're seeing that you're having issues and you're trying to fix them, often moms will do one of the three things and the three things really all work together. And so your experience of motherhood and life comes from what you think, what you feel and what you do. And so I help moms have more control in all three of those areas so that they can enjoy motherhood and life more because, you know, what you think affects how you feel and that affects the actions that you take. So they really all work together and focusing on one is not going to really get you where you want to be. It'll put a bandaid on it. It'll help you feel a little better for the moment, but then things come back and sometimes even worse than before. Yeah, definitely. I love that, that you focus on those three areas because I think it's important to kind of explore you know, truly what we're feeling inside, what we're thinking inside and to kind of not silence those because often like, for example, like if someone's going through burnout or severe burnout or stress, kind of some people will silence those feelings and go, well, I'm just busy. I'll just get through this. But then if they keep suppressing it down further and further, eventually becomes a major problem. Yeah, exactly. And you know, also at the core of all the work I do with my clients is that self-compassion piece. And it's part of that is feeling what you're feeling and it's okay. Feeling overwhelmed and being able to say, wow, this is really hard right now. I have a lot going on Mm -hmm. and feel these feelings for a minute because that's how we can start to work through them. When you're Mm -hmm. just pushing them down, like you said, they're not going anywhere. And eventually they just, come up and explode, you know, and hit really hard. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I have experience with that myself. So I know exactly what that is. I'm out of it now, but I do have that experience. So what have you noticed as you're talking to moms are the themes of like the biggest struggles that come up that they experience as they try to sort of do this balance between work and family? One of the biggest things that comes up anytime I hear balance that I know that clients talk about, you know, the way I talk about balance is not 50-50 by any means. Yeah. And that's what it means to a lot of people. They hear balance and they think, okay, work and life 50-50, and this is how I have to get it. And that's not the case. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And so it's not trying to even it out, but it's more trying to find what works for you. You know, how does your work time fit in, in a way that, you know, obviously what you need to pay your bills and also keeping that space for yourself too, because I think we've all been there where we get wrapped up with work and we don't realize what time it is. And whether we're working from home or we're at the office, we get stuck there. Then we rush home. Then the whole evening is rushing, 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 rushing. 
time to put our kids to bed. Okay, time to get into bed. And so we lose that time that we really need to replenish ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. I often say that, I love that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup because it's just so easy to visualize and understand. And as moms, we're always pouring. And so we also need to always refilling. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, I love that you said that. Definitely. And that feeling where you're just kind of going and going and going. I had that feeling in the past too, you know, before when I used to work my corporate job. And the difference is just kind of shocking, just like the difference that I have in in feeling now when I transition from my work that I'm doing now to spending time with family. And it's just like the whole kind of rushed feeling and the whole kind of negative feeling kind of went away. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you said that transition because that's another thing. So many people have, you know, they're challenged by coming home or, you know, stopping work and truly being present with their loved ones and not thinking about all the work stuff. And Mm -hmm. so being able to turn that off and actually transition, like you said, from this to that is huge. Yeah. And I think it was so also so greatly blurred during the pandemic for those of us who had to do the corporate job from home and then had the kids there. And then it's kind of like everything's just blurred together. So how do I even go about making these transitions? Yeah. Yep. Super duper challenging for sure, especially when you're not used to it and it's new. You know, it was a transition for me when I began working from home and It was another transition, you know, when this pandemic hit because things were different. And like I said, too, you know, the kids are more restless. Their stuff's changing around them. And regardless of their age, they can feel the difference. They may not be able to express it. But my little guy knew, like, he wasn't going to kids club to play with his friends. He wasn't running around for an hour with kids and getting his energy out. He was home playing with me and my husband who <laughs> had a kid later in life. So, you know, we're, we're 38, 40 years old and we're tired, you know, we can only keep up for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I guess then what advice would you give to moms who just have this like total feeling of overwhelm and are kind of paralyzed in are not sure what direction to take, what would you give them to tell them like a few steps they could take forward to try to to get out of the overwhelm? I would say that the first thing is to know that it doesn't have to be this way. Because I feel like when you're there, you think like, there's no other way. This is just it. I'm a mom now. And this is how life is. And that's just not the case at all. Or you know, it's not the case for others, but it is for you. And you're too ashamed and embarrassed to even say how you're really doing. And so you're trying to put on this act so Mm -hmm. that it looks like you're handling it all well. And that's not the norm. You know, we don't always share with each other what we're always going through. So when you see your friends who look like they're just doing everything and they're doing so well, you know, you're only getting one picture of it. And if they're doing that well, It's probably because they've figured out how to balance everything and how to really focus on those things that are important to them. They're not trying to do all of those things. You just don't see that full picture and you don't see what they've gone through too. Because, you know, like you said, you've been there and now you're 
out the other side. And so if you're looking at someone who's been there and now out the other side, and you're just coming into this role, of course, things are going to look much easier for them. You know, they've had a lot of time to figure things out. And so I would say, you know, first, just be really compassionate with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. That never helps. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, you're doing the best you can each day. And then really think about even just one thing that would make a big difference for you. One thing, you know, what one thing today that could help me feel a little less stressed, a little less overwhelmed. And if one thing pops up and you're feeling really good about that, then, you know, try to put that thing into action. If you're having trouble, just start brainstorming as many things as you can think of, even ridiculous things, even things you know you can't do just to get your brain going. And then you'll have this huge list of stuff and it will get more realistic. And then you can look through and see, you know, what's one thing that, Mm -hmm. yeah, feels like a little bit of a stretch, but I also feel like I could do this for myself. And, you know, that's how you get started. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it's um funny that you mentioned that it's like, just do one thing to get started. Cause I actually just seen when I was driving earlier on a sign in my neighborhood, it's like on a church sign and it said, just focus on the step in front of you and not the whole staircase. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that is just so true. Like I needed to see that right now. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not, it's a simple statement, but it's just so true. Like just focus on the first step. Yeah, that whole staircase is just more overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and so that one step, that one baby step event that you can take just to get going because taking no steps, you know, nothing is going to change. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So before we move on to sort of a little bit of a lightning round I have, is there any other advice that you'd like to give to moms? Oh gosh, I, there's so many things. I think one of the biggest things that I see moms struggle with that I help them with and that I want to share is just that piece about asking for help. Mm -hmm. So many of us have been like conditioned, uh, you know, in one way or another to, you know, be strong. I've got this, I can do this on my own, or I should be able to do this on my own. And, you know, if I ask for help, it's weak and that's just not helpful. And we all need help sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so being able to allow yourself that gift to ask for help when you really could use it and when you do need it and accepting that help without it making it mean anything about yourself more than that you're a human being and you just need a little help, you know, right now in this moment. Yeah, definitely. I think that comes up a lot in the conversations I've had over this podcast and in just talking to different moms and getting to that point when you actually realize, you know, if I ask for help, it doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I can't handle it. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. That's just like a huge breakthrough in your mindset, just being able to just accept it like, in this point in time, I just need this little bit of extra help and it's okay. Yeah. I like to look at it as, you know, asking for help is self-love and Mm -hmm. I truly believe that it is. Yeah. I love that. Asking for help is self-love. Yeah, that is great. So I just have a couple more questions to kind of 
get to know you a little bit better and then find out kind of what you're working on and where people could follow you online. So what is something you would consider to be sort of like your non-negotiable practice that you do daily so you can start or end your day on a positive note? The biggest thing right now, and this is new with in the last couple of weeks is actually journaling every day. So even just 10, 15 minutes, getting what's in my mind out. And then if needed, doing a little self-coaching around that so that I can feel like I'm in a really good place in that moment. That's really been life-changing. And then the bedtime routine with my little guy, which is sometimes wonderful and sweet and sometimes a big time struggle. (laughs) (laughs) But I absolutely like reading to him before bedtime is non-negotiable, even when he's acting crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with that. So my daughter's five. Yeah, we've always read before bed since she was born, but I totally get what you just said about (laughs) sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's really nice. It just depends. But I feel like at this age now at five, she's kind of getting more out of the struggle a little bit. I have heard that. And we're like, okay, a year and a half till he's acting human again. Yes, we can do this. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There's still the moments. They still have their moments and they're not perfect. Obviously, nobody is perfect, but yeah, it does get easier. (laughs) I keep hearing this hope. So, I mean, motherhood is just full of mixed emotions. And, but I will say that three has for sure been the most challenging <laughs> and I'm like terrible twos no that was nothing <laughs> definitely the threes <laughs> oh yeah for us it was like in between like three and a half and four and a half I think was like the biggest kind of pop power struggle age I think I would call it yes absolutely <laughs> so then what is your favorite sort of like a favorite working mom hack that would get you through a difficult day. Say like you run into some problems during the day and you're kind of feeling down about it and you want to just kind of get yourself out of it and turn the day around. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's see my favorite one. I have quite a few and it, I feel like sometimes it depends on where you're at, which one you would do, but If it's a mom hack, okay, and typically when us moms are having those really bad days, it's because there is the struggle with you and your little one, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, that power struggle or whatever that is. And so I really feel like in those moments, if you can kind of just take a step back, take a few deep breaths, and then come from this place of love and compassion so that you can let that, those feelings, you know, those stressful feelings and that tension, kind of just be able to release that and connect again with your little one in that moment, even if it's a short period of time. Because I found that even when I'm working, if my guy is just really starting to get nutty, (laughs) trying to work, (laughs) you know, I used to try to push through and be like, no, I have to work. And now it's like, okay, that's just stressing me out even more. So I'm going to take a breath give myself a break, give him some cuddles, give him some tickles, you know, some sensory stuff. And in five or 10 minutes, I find he's much more willing to help me out a little more. And I feel better too, because, you know, you feel you as a mom, you're always going to have that little bit of mom guilt. And 
you don't feel good when you're stuck in that place and you're not able to do anything to get out of it. And that's one of those expectations we put on ourselves, right? Yeah. We can always take five minutes to breathe <laughs> and to do what we need to do. That's going to bring us a little more peace. Oh yeah, for sure. I love everything about what you just said to bring us peace. Like that is definitely <laughs> something all of us need more of in our lives, right? <laughs> yes. It's all about the little one for sure. And it's all about you too. You know, you matter too, and you've got to take care of yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you consider to be favorite, either like podcasters, authors, or other experts that you follow and have been really influential for you? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to pick one off the top of my head that I feel like all moms could benefit from. And that would be Rachel Macy Stafford. And she wrote Hands-Free Mama. I hope I'm saying her name correctly, but it's a book that I read very early on when I was struggling and it just touched me so deeply and really changed my thoughts and my perspective on so many things. And I think that in a way that book, along with the coaching skills I had, you know, they kind of collided and light bulbs started to go on for me a little more. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I have not read that, but I'll add that to my list to look into. Yeah, it's great. I've read it um, multiple times, actually, and that doesn't happen for me often. (laughs) (laughs) I'll highlight stuff and go back and look at books, but like straight reading through, you know, I've actually been through that one a few times, so it's a good one. Yeah, you know it's a good book when you've read it multiple times, definitely. (laughs) Yes. So what are you currently working on? within your business that you're most excited about? Well, currently, this is like a trick question because I truly love what I do and I'm always excited. If I'm I'm creating content, I'm excited. If I'm doing podcasts, I'm excited. I love connecting with people. So I would say right now, connecting with people and I am, you know, getting to do some podcasts, which is really fun and I'm just loving that. And then I'm thinking um, a little bit down the line after I transition and get settled with the new year and everything about Mm -hmm. doing some type of five-day challenge-ish thing um, that's going to definitely have those elements of self-care and self-love and self-compassion in there. So that's something that's been on my mind that I will be putting some more thought into uh, maybe, maybe next month. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's so important right now, the connection part. I think probably a lot of us are craving it more than usual in the past year since we haven't been able to actually like go out and have, you know, like coffee dates with our friends or go have a glass of wine or something like that, like actually connecting in person. Definitely. Having these connections and just with people we can talk to and share about things in motherhood, I think has been really great. Yeah. And we mamas cannot make phone calls for certain ages of kiddos. It's like just yelling and screaming in the background. So like not being able to go get coffee and trying to have a phone call instead, mm, that doesn't work so well. So (laughs) you either have to have someone else to keep them occupied or, you know, just have a, a space to connect in. And I also think being able to share the joys and the challenges for moms, because when you only share those joys, it can feel really lonely. And I think if we could all 
give a safe place to share all of the pieces of motherhood, we could really just connect and be human together and support each other a lot more. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And I think that's part of the reason why I actually formed uh, this podcast right there, what you said, just sharing everything, sharing the joys and the challenges. Yes, those confessions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So where can uh, listeners find you online? Where do you hang out most often and all of that good stuff? I am on Facebook under, and the name is, is a tough one, but it's Jacqueline Zubiana Coaching. And so I'm also on Instagram under Jacqueline Zubiana. And then I have my website, which is JacquelineZubiana.com. So <laughs> that I'm sure my name will be somewhere on this podcast for spelling purposes. It's, it's yes. nice because there's not many, right? But it's also like, wait, what was that name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely, I'll put all of that info into the show notes. And so everybody can just go in there and find you. So thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, yes, of course. And thank you so much, Jacqueline, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and to talk about all things motherhood. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Me too. And I just I love what you're doing. It's such a big, important piece for moms to really hear everyone's stories and that we all struggle. Yes, I definitely think that the struggle part is, I think that's important too, to share with people. So yes, again, thank you so much and uh, hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too, Kelly. And to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Don't forget to go check out the show notes for links to all of the resources that we've talked about today. And I wanted to let you know of an amazing new mini course that I'm offering. So if you head on over to the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose, you can sign up for a mini course on discovering the path to your purpose. So in this course, I will take you through six modules to help you go from stressed burnt out and overwhelmed in your current career situation to happy, excited, and hopeful and filled with passion for pursuing your purpose. So this mini course will set you up to pursue your purpose with the mindset that you can actually turn your dreams into a business. So go to theworkingmomcollective.com slash purpose to sign up for this free mini course and tag me on Instagram once you sign up, letting me know what you've discovered in your journey to pursuing your passions. So let me just tell you, I have been wanting to release a resource for all of you for the longest time and I'm finally just putting this out into the world in hopes that it will help somebody that was like me about a year or two ago when I was completely unhappy in my current career situation. I knew I had to make a change, but I didn't exactly know where to even start. I didn't know what even the next step would look like. So this free mini course is for you if you have that feeling where you know that you want to do something more 
that you want to pursue something else and you just really are unsure of where to get started. So it will be six modules. Module one will be a skill assessment and survey. Module two will be mindset work. Module three will be truly exploring your dreams and what those look like and how you can actually turn them into reality. Module four will be taking those dreams that you explored and formulating them into a business idea. Module five will be marketing plan basics for marketing your business. And module six will be the tech tools that you need to get started. So if you would like to start pursuing your purpose today, then just go sign up on the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose. And like I said, tag me on Instagram or DM me or send me an email and let me know how it's going for you. I really want to help you through exploring and discovering your purpose and some business ideas that you have. So please do tag me and send me DMs. I read all of them. And thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. I will catch you on the next show. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast. So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast. So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful and just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast. Without you, I would have the podcast. So thank you so much.